If your team got guaranteed money, tell them call me. Whoop. Make me say my, my, my. I done been around the world. Yeah, I was made for this. Player Performance with J.A. Cavalier. We are back with another episode of Player Performance. Rolling. The money train just keeps chugging along. Week two ended just as week one did. Four and two all picks and leans, bringing us to eight and four to start the season. Best bets cashed again this week with the Tennessee Titans. They beat the Seattle Seahawks outright. I, of course, am J.A. Cavalier, joined as always by Tessa Hall and Big Mike from the group home. We're going to get into NFL Week 3 in just a moment. But first, let's recap with Tessa Hall. Back it up. One more time. All right, let's see that again. Uh, Social Security is looking for Big Ben, who couldn't get bailed out against Vegas. Matty Ice is anything but nice in a blowout loss to the Super Bowl champs. It's kicker-cutting season after the Vikings fight back, but Miss Wide left. The Titans needed an extra period to silence Seattle's home crowd in a massive win. The Cowboys played a home game in L.A. and picked up their first win of the season against the Chargers. Taylor Heineke was blasting Heinekens in the locker room as his legend grows. Tyrod balled out until he exited stage left, and Baker saved the day for Cleveland. Are the Broncos legit, or have they just played bad teams? Either way, they're 2-0. The Saints went marching into the L column after a letdown loss to Carolina. Matt Stafford and Sean McVay are still rolling after a massive win in Indy. Now, Tua? Big problem. The Finns get blanked 35-0 at the hands of Bill Mafia. Zach Wilson is seeing if he can transfer back to BYU after Belichick gave him a proper NFL welcome. Dalton goes out, Fields comes in, and just as everyone thought, the Bears win. The impossible has happened. The Ravens march back to take down KC and hand Lamar his first win over Mahomes. R-E-L-A-X, Packers fans. Rodgers is back, and Green Bay is back to winning. Yeah, Packers kind of started that game slow, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Cashed in off, off of Detroit mistakes in the second half. We, of course, cashed in as well Monday night, hitting our 12th, 13th, and 14th straight all-in max bets. On Thursday night, we actually added our 15th, 16th, and 17th with the Carolina Panthers and under the posted total. On, on standalone games, that's Monday, Thursday, Sunday night games. Listen, Packers in the over and the parlay just for good measure. Mike, I told you I don't like what I'm seeing from Aaron Rodgers, and he still looks like an employee being forced to work on his birthday. <laughs> it actually shows with every press conference, his body language. Are the Packers gaining anything long-term by keeping this guy uh, past the trade line come week six? No, I don't think so. They need to get rid of him. He's just not in it. They're not going anywhere, not contending for a chip, at least not with that defense. I, I agree with you. I, I, I don't see – he's not in it at all. His head's not in it. You can just tell by just his demeanor on the sideline and everything. So it's 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 really a bad situation in Green Bay right now. It's like old school office when I used to sit here and tell Mike, get on the fucking phone. Mike, get on the phone. Mike, get on the phone. But, Jay, it's my fucking birthday. But it was my birthday, and I'm not doing it. You know, I only have it one time a year, my only day off. Well, for those who don't know, Mike is also a birthday diva. His birthday actually lasts about a week. It's about, yeah, at least a week. Well, this week it was the entire summer, but I think that was because your family just didn't know if they were going to have you around next year. That's probably true. You know, when you hit 60, it's old enough. But I'll tell you one thing, though. I do have a birthday week, and then it takes me a week to recover. 
well, it takes me a night, you know, after any night of drinking, it actually takes me like three or four days to recover. But I think that just comes with age. All right, guys, let's get right into it. The money train is pulling out right into NFL week three. We are locked. We are loaded. We are ready to roll. Big Mike, tee it up. Washington at Bills. Washington at Buffalo. Buffalo minus nine and a half. The total's 47. Jay, we've seen two completely different Buffalo Bills team. The team I wanted last week because my best bet winner was there. (laughs) (laughs) Which version are you expecting against the Washington football team getting at full rest? Now, I have a rule. I don't lay double digits in the NFL. And it's a rule that I occasionally break. I actually broke it Monday night with the Packers. But the Green Bay Packers actually checked every box. Um, I didn't buy into Detroit's comeback against the Niners. That was more to me, uh, San Francisco falling asleep at the wheel. Full transparency, we were actually on the wrong side. Uh, Monday night was more a case of better lucky than good. Detroit was absolutely the right play in that game. And for all their mistakes, they had a chance to cover up until the final drive. I'm not going to be breaking that rule with the Buffalo Bills. The defense might be playing well, but I don't like what I'm seeing from Josh Allen. Completed 51% of his passes last week, underthrew wide open receivers down the field. And outside of the score, I wasn't overly impressed with the Buffalo Bills offense. The run game was pretty much held in check with the exception of the Singletary run. I'm also not comfortable laying this much wood against a great coach with this much time to prepare. And three things travel really well in the NFL. A well-coached, disciplined team, well, Ron Rivera, so check. A run game, Antonio Gibson, check. Defense, the entire front seven, check. And if you need numbers to back that up, Washington's 4-1 and last five on the road. Also remember, Taylor Heineke is an athletic mobile quarterback. And these are the types of quarterbacks the Buffalo Bills had trouble with last year. They have thoroughbreds at receivers. Logan Thomas is becoming an elite tight end. Their defense may not been what it was last year, but they still rank number one against the run. And Singletary, nice back, but he's not Saquon Barkley. Allen needs to show me more on offense, especially laying a number like this. I'm going to lean Washington plus the nine and a half. Jay, I am going to take the Buffalo Bills minus the nine and a half. That's my play here. Uh, Let me ask you this. Do you think, and I know you're going Washington, but Buffalo's defense is holding its own. Zero points last week with Miami and basically only allowing 14 points And I know it's against a Ben Old Man Roethlisberger's Pittsburgh team. But do you think they're holding their own now, showing signs of a defense? Well, I mean, is it the Buffalo defense or is it smoke and mirrors? After watching what the Pittsburgh Steelers offense did against the Raiders last week, the Bills' defensive performance is suddenly less impressive. And you really can't take much away from the Dolphin game. I mean, 35-0, that's great. Holding a team to uh, goose eggs is great. But again, is it more the offenses they played or is it the Buffalo Bills defense? I think it's the defense, to be honest with you. Well, I think you're hoping it's the defense. Well, that's true. That's what I'm hoping for this week. Colts at Titans. Colts at the Titans. Tennessee is minus five. The total is 48. This already feels like a must win for the Colts team that has endured an extremely difficult schedule so far. Jay, can the Colts play spoiler on the road? 
Well, it's been a really rough start to the season for Indianapolis. I mean, you opened up with the Seattle Seahawks, you followed that up with the Rams, and now you face the Titans. And to make matter wor- matters worse, Carson Wentz is questionable. Even when 100% Wentz is fucking questionable, but his injury status for this week is also questionable. Injuries to both ankles, you have to assume he's going to be scratched for this game. But if you want to break a quarterback into the NFL, you want him playing against this Titans defense. 28th against the pass, 30th in scoring. So capping this game with Jacob Eason is actually kind of easy. The injury to Wentz uh, brought this total down. The questionable status is keeping it down. That opens up a ton of value for the over in this game. Indianapolis trends over on the road, 6-1 and one last 7. The narrative in recent history has been a ton of points in this matchup. Colts are not a bad 0-2. 0-2, yes, but a respectable 0-2. Competitive in both games. The Titans could easily be 0-2 as well. Very sloppy through three quarters in Seattle. Something seemed to click in the fourth. Ended with 532 yards and hung 30 on the Seahawks. We want to see them build on that momentum coming into this game. The Colts will be better this week. Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack should be able to find running room against this Titans defense, making it easier on Eason. On the other side, the big guy, he's going to get his. Derrick Henry, 178 yards, three touchdowns. Last time these two teams met, Wait on this total. It's dropped from 50 to 48. Get this in at 46 and maybe even find some 45s if Wentz is ruled out. But even if he does end up playing and, and it's going to bounce back up to 48, 49, 50, I'm still going to lean over the posted total in this game. Jay, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Titans here minus the five. I'm kind of a believer. I, I listened to everything last week and you just I crushed it with Henry on the way he was going to uh, dominate Seattle. That's right. That Best game. bet. Titans plus the five wins. <laughs> right. Outright. Outright. Hey, uh, Indianapolis, they've given up 28 and 27 points in their first two games. Do you think uh, Do you think Tennessee at a team total of 26 and a half could be in play here? That actually might be one of the best observations from you on this show. Actually, the best <laughs> observation from you in the two years we've been doing this show. I turned 60 and got smarter. Yeah. Or you just got lucky. I mean, what is that? A, a there we go. Finds a nut? <laughs> yes, yes. Listen, I like the over. And with the status of Wentz, I'm obviously expecting all of the heavy lifting to come from Tennessee. So a Titans team total over – actually would be a perfect bet. May actually be a better bet than the over itself. I'm just not a big props guy. Okay. Okay. But but kudos to Mike for, for pointing that one out. And yes, I, I actually do like the team total over 26, 26. And I will also be playing the over 26 and a half Tennessee. Well, congrats. You got one, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> J.A. Cavaliers Pro Football Triple Crown. Three NFL games for this Sunday. Three straight, three two-team parlays, one week, $99. His pro football triple crown must go 3-0 or the entire NFL season is free. J.A. Cavaliers pro football triple crown. Link in the description below. Click the link now and jump on the money train. Falcons at Giants. Falcons at the Giants. The Giants are minus three. The total is 48 and a half. Jay, two teams that are looking for their first uh, win battle it out in this one. The Giants are laying three points. Is that too much? 
well, this is clearly a game that I'm not going to be watching. Actually, if this one pops up on the screen, it's going to be like pass. What is that? Swipe left. Um, this is just two bad teams, a bad game. Two teams that were actually supposed to be more explosive offensively. Your first reaction to the 48 and a half would be to go over. They did combine for 54 points last week, but the numbers actually support the under in this game. Eight of New York's last nine have gone under the posted total. Six of Atlanta's last seven in New York. This matchup also has a history of low-scoring games as well. The under is 3-0 and last three and 9-1 and last 10. Personally, I'm not comfortable either way. Sloppy play from both teams. Um, Atlanta competitive last week for most of the game, but then Matt Ryan ends up throwing not one, but uh, two pick sixes. And for the Giants, they kept shooting themselves in the foot, dropping wide open touchdowns, allowing two crucial fourth down conversions, 11 penalties, bad penalties, at the absolute worst time. Defense extending drives for Washington. Offense digging holes. Saquon Barkley is showing flashes, but you have to wonder how healthy he is. He's lacking that explosiveness. And that explosiveness is what's made him special. See, I see more value elsewhere on the card. This is um, a hard pass for me. But gun to head, pick a play for the show. I would lean under to post the total. Mike, you know I'm always going to favor the numbers, and the numbers do show um, under the post the total. And, and, and I'm going to pass this game. It's just two bad football teams. And I, I just got to ask you, how do you find any value uh, in a game like this? Well, I mean, the game screams over, doesn't it? Two offenses with, with a tremendous amount of firepower, two terrible defenses, a line set low, you know, or just low enough to excite. I mean, I believe guys like you like to call a game like this a trap or it feels like a trap. I, See, I don't believe, I do. I don't believe yeah, I don't believe in traps. I, I, I actually I actually cringe anytime I hear somebody saying, oh, that line's a trap. See, the odds maker's job is actually easy. From the dawn of time, it's <laughs> been to set a number fair enough to get as close to equal action on both sides as possible. That's an odds maker's job. You know what? People can read into it as much as they want. They can read into lines and say a line is a trap. It's bullshit. These guys aren't out there in Vegas sitting in a room. <laughs> fucking filled with smoke saying how do we how do we trick the public this week you guys are going to do it just fine on your jay, own jay, you guys are jay. bad enough on your own and jay every game i lose is a trap well, <laughs> but guys there is no such thing as trapped lines guys i promise you the odds makers jobs is to get equal value on both sides of the, of the line that's true they only care about the 10 percent. well they live off of that 10 15 20 percent that's right Cardinals at Jaguars. Arizona at Jacksonville. Arizona's minus seven and a half, and the total is 52. Jay, the Cardinals had a huge letdown against Minnesota. Getting the win but failing to cover. Does that give you a pause before laying seven and a half on them on the road at Jacksonville? Not at all. I, I said it last week. I'm going to continue to say it. Uh, uh, listen, watch, rinse, repeat, right? Fade the Jaguars until they become competitive or the lines adjust. 17 losses in a row. One in five uh, last six ATS. 0-2 this year, losing by 10 and 16. Anything under the number 10 feels like free money. So ride it until the lines adjust. Uh, bottom of the league in both offense and defense. Trevor Lawrence may become great one day, but the jury's still out. And Chandler Jones, he's not hitting like an edge rusher at Wake Forest. 
And the biggest adjustment for young quarterbacks, closing speed on defensive backs at this level. It's not Amari Rodgers open by 10 yards down the field. It's not a screen pass the ETN takes for 80 yards and a touchdown. And the Urban Meyer distraction, that can't be good. All you're hearing about is how veterans don't buy into this rah-rah style of coaching that he has. Um, questions already about him leaving after this season. Talks of him in the USC job. But listen, honestly, there's talks about everybody and this USC job. I mean, I get it that it's USC. I get it's the Trojans. I get it's LA, the tradition of football at USC. But let's be honest, is USC still the USC we remember? The Pac-12 in general is kind of looked down upon, isn't it? As is the Big 12. I mean, Texas and Oklahoma, them leaving, it's really not a surprise. They recognize that they can't compete defensively at the SEC level. I mean, can't beat them, so you might as well join them. And it's not a knock. Listen, it's not a knock on the Pac-12. It's not a knock on the Big 12. And even the Big 10. I mean, you're seeing it now with Ohio State. Uh, Defense has become optional. And get this, and and I know this. This is something close to me. I was a defensive player recruited at a high level. So four- and five-star defensive recruits, they want to play with other four- and five-star defensive recruits. Mm -hmm. Defensive talent understands more that it's a team theory. You're actually only as good as the guys around you when you're a defensive player. Less less so on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, you could be a five-star quarterback and be successful pretty much anywhere you go. And if you need any proof of that, Josh Allen proved that. Uh, Trey Lance proves that. Pretty much almost every starting quarterback in the NFL is coming from somewhere else. So it's not the handful of teams you know, that are getting these, these star wideouts or these star running backs. You know, they're actually pretty much mixed through through college football. So, guys, drop in the comments below. Let us know who your squad is at the college level. And uh, anyway, guys, let's cut this shorter. Fade the Jaguars. Cardinals bounce back. Lay the points. And I'm going to take the Cardinals in this contest also. Uh, I'll, sure. I'll lay the points. And, uh, no, you'll get the W in this, Jay. That's, that's how hot I am right now. Best bet <laughs> Buffalo last week. Okay. Okay. How long is it before this meltdown does start in Jacksonville? And I I ask you this because they actually put out a a, a PR release to to just say, hey, stick with us. Please stick with us. We're going to get better. Well, I mean, a lot of what's happening is expected. Or at least expected by me, right? Like, I've been saying this for a while. I wasn't sold on Trevor Lawrence. Full transparency, I don't think he's going to be great at this level. He may end up having a quality career, but I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to be great. I mean, everybody said that he was the the most talented quarterback to come into the draft that, that people have seen in decades. I didn't see it. I actually thought uh, I didn't, I didn't see better. it either. But, you know, nothing I've seen changes my opinion on this. Justin Fields is still the best quarterback from that draft. I'd be way more concerned about the stories uh, of the veterans not buying into Urban Meyer. I agree with that. Listen, they, you know what they say. You, you lose the room as a coach. You know what? You lost everything. And, and Urban Meyer seems to have lost the room. Well, and the thing is, you don't really see a lot of, uh, a, a lot of college coaches come into the NFL and take control. It just doesn't happen because they still think they are in college. Well, I mean, would you consider Cliff Kings, uh, Kingsbury a bust, Matt Rowe? Actually, oh, I don't. I, I don't either. I mean, a little, a little different or unorthodox style for the NFL, but still successful. Okay, so I stand corrected. <laughs> and what's going on in Carolina now? Three and zero, and actually considered one of the best coaches in the NFL. 
Uh, okay, I stand corrected. <laughs> See, that's my job on the show. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to bash my head in. Bears at Browns. Chicago at Cleveland. Cleveland's minus seven and a half, and the total is 47. Jay, there's no word on Andy Dalton's status, but uh, do you feel more comfortable with Justin Fields covering this spread anyway? Now, I don't like a rookie starting his first game on the road. I said that about Zach Wilson, um, went out, stomped by the Panthers. Trevor Lawrence lost to the Texans. Well, like I said, wash, rinse, repeat. I like the Browns in this spot. I'm not in love with laying the seven and a half. Would have to buy that down, maybe into in a two-team teaser. I don't trust Baker Mayfield laying more than a touchdown. Mike, you and I have had this conversation. Baker Mayfield reminds me an awful lot like my brother. He's a handyman, jack of all <laughs> trades, but he's a master of none. I mean, great guy, means well, very helpful. Uh, tiles your kitchen floor for you, first to show up on moving day, and he'll even fix your car. 360 days a year, great. Best in the world. And listen, but notice I said 360 days. The other five, he's a fucking shit show. <laughs> Bar fight, gets arrested, steals your car. That's Baker Mayfield, right? Out of three quarters, he looks like the best quarterback in the league. And then the mistakes come. And when they come, they're a fucking disaster. If not for Baker Mayfield, this is the best roster in the league. Hesitant to lay the wood, but I will in this spot. For me, it's more of a Chicago fade. Offense ranks 27th in scoring, 29th in passing, and 31st in yards per play. Justin Fields has had some game experience. First start on the road, though. and But the game experience, remember this, the game experience, he was used as a utility guy against the Rams and then in relief against Dalton uh, for Dalton last week. But he was just 6 of 13 for 60 yards and an interception. Still believe Fields will be the best quarterback from the draft. Just not this week. The Browns will be carried by Chubb and Hunt. Build up a lead early and then lean on the running game. Give me Cleveland in this spot. But remember, I only want to lay seven. So if you have this at seven and a half, buy it down to a seven. Or this is the perfect running mate for any two-team six-point teaser. Well, I'm with you again, Jay. I'll, I'll take Baker Mayfield in this one. And he has his offense averaging 30 points a game. So I'm with you. I'll buy it down to seven. Uh, it should be an easy cover. But let me ask you this. Does the 47 seem like the right number in this game for the total? Why? Um, do you think that the total is too low? Uh, no, I'm just asking because it seems like a clear-cut Baker Mayfield. If they're minus seven, they're averaging 30 points a game. I'm just saying, can Chicago score 17 is what I'm saying. See, I the problem that I have here is I don't know what you're going to get from Justin Fields. Um you may get seven, you may get, you know, 17, you may get 27. We don't know what we're going to get from Justin Fields from start to finish. I mean, I do feel more comfortable laying the seven with the Browns than taking it with the Bears. However, not knowing what I'm going to get from, from Fields, not knowing what I'm going to get from the Bears offense, and not based upon what I've seen and how I've seen the Bears offense play in, in the two weeks prior, I wouldn't be comfortable with any points from Chicago right now. So we will get at least 30 with uh... – 
Cleveland, so the W should be uh, here. See, I, I don't know that you'll get 30 from Cleveland in this spot either. Remember, Cleveland has a tendency to play to their opponent, and, and that's the way, that's the narrative for the Cleveland Browns. Now, you could also see a situation where you get 24 from Cleveland or you get 21 from Cleveland, and they're up and they're just leaning on the run game, leaning on the run game, leaning on the run game, and, and that's more so what I can see here, and that's actually what I would think you could expect from Cleveland. And if you're a Cleveland backer this week, that's what you want to see. You want to see Chubb and Hunt running the ball. You want to see that constantly. You want to see them pounding these guys into the line nonstop because that means you're playing from ahead. That means you're playing with a lead. So we'll just throw the total out and go with uh, Cleveland minus the seven. If you can comfortably move $1,000 or better and you are looking for one game to send it in on this weekend, we have the game for you. J.A. Cavalier's 100-star NFL monster. He feels you can move on this game as if it has already been played. And why not? His 100-star NFL monsters have been perfect the last two seasons. Get this game right now for just $2.99. Link in the description below. J.A. Cavalier will be unloading on one game this weekend. Get it now. Just $2.99. Link in the description below. Bengals at Steelers. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's minus four and a half, and the total is 44 and a half. Should we be concerned about this Pittsburgh offense after a flat showing against Vegas, Jay? I was actually concerned with Pittsburgh going into the playoffs last year. Um, how you close the season is a great indicator of things to come. Added no real weapons in, um, in the offseason. Not that weapons are a real issue. You have two above-average wideouts, and they did draft Najee Harris, um, maybe the steal of the draft, but Najee Harris, certainly from a talent standpoint, checks all the boxes. He has all the tools, all the tools you want from a running back. But talent's not going to matter if you don't fix that offensive line. 26 carries, 83 yards, averaging like three yards per carry. That's not going to get the job done. I get trying to squeeze every ounce of football that Ben has left in him. But at what point do you move on? The offense ranks 25th in scoring, 31st in rushing. Passing game looks okay in the box score, but that's really misleading. That's because of all the checkdowns. It's clear his arm power isn't there, and checkdowns may boost stats, but they don't score points. The defense got lit up last week, but I do trust the defense to bounce back, and I expect the defense to play a, a lot better, uh, certainly more than I trust this Steeler offense. A lot of steam early on the under, opened up at 46, sitting at 45 right now. Three alerts that I trust all came in backing the under. Roethlisberger and Deontay Johnson, both listed as questionable this week. That's the real narrative surrounding the Pittsburgh Steelers. More questions than answers. Also, the Bengals have played well defensively. I expect a typical slugfest AFC North type game. Give me the under, under the posted total of 44 and a half. <laughs> Jay, I don't know why I don't uh, just sit back and listen to you. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, just like everybody else listening here, you, you've been actually on fire. So I'm, I'm just going to sit back on this and listen to what you have to say. And finally, light, light dawns on <laughs> <my> <laughs> uh, Well, the old dog doesn't have a new trick in this one. Dolphins at Raiders. Dolphins at Vegas. Vegas is minus four. The total is 45 and a half. Jay, Tua is day-to-day -day with a rib injury. Uh, even if he does play in this game, do you like the Raiders to cover? 
Tua or not, I like Vegas in the spot. I actually think this four is really soft. It's not as if the Raiders are beating cream puffs. 2-0 both straight up and against the spread, both against playoff teams from last year, both against what people consider to be top-tier defenses. And for all the car haters, Derek Carr either leads or is top three in the NFL in nearly every passing category. So how do you stop the Raiders right now? Uh, Brian Edwards and Ruggs continue to grow. Josh Jacobs pounding the rock. Drake's abilities out of the backfields. And I'm going to say it. The best receiving tight end in the game. Not even close, hands down. No bigger weapon in the NFL than Darren Waller. But it's the Raiders, you know, and you're going to expect points. But what you don't expect is defense. 11th most efficient D in the league. The addition of Denzel Perryman may have been the best move in the entire offseason. Max Crosby is playing out of his mind. Leads the league in quarterback hits. Jacoby may get to know Max real well this week. Love the Raiders in this spot. Lay the four, lay the five. I would even go up to six in this game. I think the Raiders win this game by double digits. Jay, I'm going to take Vegas also. I'm a believer. Beating Baltimore and Pittsburgh, this game should be a cakewalk. I have a couple questions. Why such a soft line, number one? Number two, how surprised are you that Gruden has this Raiders team 2-0 and to open the season against two basically top teams? All right, so to all Raider fans, I'm going to say this now, and I hate to be a buzzkill, but in Gruden's first stint with the Raiders – they actually open seasons three and one or four and oh, like three straight years. So, this isn't really a surprise. Actually, this seems to be the narrative with Gruden teams. More interested in seeing how this team closes. Day, week, month, and season packages available on whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L O S E.com. Best bets for this week, Big Mike. Who do you like? I'm going to take Vegas minus the four for my best bet this week. And I am actually in full fade mode. My best bet is going to be the Arizona Cardinals to bounce back. They beat Jacksonville by double digits. Remember, fade the Jaguars until they become competitive or the lines adjust. Sometimes it's just that simple. As cappers, we tend to overthink things. Not going to overthink anything here. I am just going to fade the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is my best bet. The Arizona Cardinals lay the touchdown. Um, those looking to get involved with premium service, links in the description below. Guys, remember, we are absolutely in fuego in the NFL. Or just simply go to whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com. Also, be sure to subscribe and like. Appreciation is always appreciated. If you disagree, if you don't like the picks, go ahead, guys. Give us a big fat Haters down. are always welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's our show for this week. I am J.A. Cavalier for Tessa Hall and Big Mike from the group home. See you back here next week with NFL Week 4. Until then, remember, bet with your head, not above it. Day, week, month, and season packages available on whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com. <laughs>